0: Hello, DemoWorks Podcast. How are all of you doing? My name is Carl Clark, Physician Associate, 20 years of Medical Aesthetic Information at your doorstep. With me today is Giovanna Ferreira.
1: Hi, Clark. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Do you know what we're talking about today? Yes,
1: Mm. but before anything else, I have a question for you. What is that in your arm? What are you doing?
0: oh i am literally sitting here with this podcast with an ivy in my arm and i am doing a revitalized treatment uh that's cool that's nice yeah it's <laughs> basically to get my energy up and uh, just to get my minerals amino acids and vitamins in, <laughs> in one <laughs> shot
1: i love it and i love it
0: yeah um yeah so now we are talking about scars mm-hmm. today. And before I start, do you have any scars?
1: I have few scars. I was a very bad kid.
0: Ah, uh, where are the <laughs> scars?
1: I have one in my chin. It's not. It's not big, but I do have it. I also have um, two big ones in my legs.
0: Do you ever feel? Not really. Shamed of them? Do you ever feel? Do they ever make you feel negative in any uh, way?
1: yes. Growing up, yes. Now, because stretch Now, I, I believe so. You cannot notice too much.
0: So they've gotten flatter over flatter, time. Flatter, yes. Okay. Are there big scars? Or there yes, they big. They big. What kind of scar do you think it is? Good. That was a trick question. So there are many different types of scars. Right. There are many different types of scars. Some scars uh, that we will mention you will already know about and others you will not know about, but you would probably have seen uh, many of them. So there's six basic types of scars. But before we get into the types of scars, I want to say, you know, one of my patients told me a few a few months ago that she didn't even want to leave the house because of the scars that she has. And I kind of didn't understand what she was telling me but it was really she had scars um, on her legs and she had one scar on her buttocks, actually on both sides of the buttocks and she mentioned uh, she got that, uh, I think she was climbing a fence and something or the other and she got these two kind of dimple type scars on both ends of the buttocks so whenever she wears a bikini or sometimes if she wears shorts um, they're visible and it makes her feel kind of weird Um, and that gave me the idea of kind of looking into scars, because we do treat scars. However, the type of scars we treat are post-surgical scars when, um, after you have breast implants and so forth. So we stop the scars from becoming too uh, too large, too thick, and so forth. Visible. Uh, have you ever seen uh, breast uh, post-surgical Breast implantation scars? Yes, i Lollipop some, scars? Yep. And okay. And
1: the lipos. Right. Really uh, how bad. does it
0: make you feel when you see a, a, a girl with a nice breast, but maybe she has scars under the breast or the side or around the nipple?
1: Yeah. <coughs> Honestly, I haven't seen a breast. I saw the one that was under the armpit.
0: Under the arm, okay.
1: And it wasn't that bad, but I, I'm sure that she doesn't like to so raise up her arms. Oh,
0: interesting point yeah um so scars can be very debilitating to us they can cause a lot of psychological damage and this is one reason why i do not like women below the age of let's say 65 going under the knife for plastic surgery on the face for facelifts now you may go to the best surgeon and there's some really really good surgeons where the scars might be very very thin but the point is, is if someone sees the scars, it makes the individual wearing the scar look twenty years older, trying to look twenty years younger. Yes. You yes, know, in my that's opinion. True. So when you see scars behind the ear, for example, in front of the ear, you know, as good as the scar may heal, you know, it still doesn't look normal. The bottom line is still a scar. It's still a scar. So I always try to advise against scars. Well. If I do advise against scars, what is the solution, Clark? What do we do? Well, the different things you can do, you can do threads. Threads is a non-surgical, minimally invasive uh, facelift. And it really does lift the face. Uh, I should probably not say facelift. I don't want to piss off all the surgeons (laughs) over there. But it it, it is a facelift. We're not pulling this mass layer, which is a muscular layer under the skin. We're not in that layer as much as in surgery when we're using threads so when we're using threads we're putting different structures and lifting different structures which many times gives a more natural result other than the surgical facelift so i'm not saying no one should have i'm not saying anyone should not have surgical facelift it's necessary in some cases but in many cases, uh, threads can do a really, really good job. Uh, last point before I'm finished. Um, uh, years ago, I, I was dating um, someone. <laughs> and, and she had, I noticed we were at the dinner table. And she, uh, and she flipped her here to the side, left or right, I can't remember. And I saw two short scars behind her hairline on the top of her head. Mm -hmm. And it's only after a few years getting into medical aesthetics that I realized that those two scars were for eyebrow lifting. Oh, wow. So the scars were behind the hairline, in the hair, so you couldn't see it. However, when she turned her hair in a particular way, you saw two distinct scars. And that changed my outlook on her. It changed how I thought about her. It it made, I don't know, it just wasn't as attractive as possible. Um, And so I, I feel that scars are one of those things that if we can get rid of, many people will sign up for it, even if the procedure was really expensive. That being said, there's no great solution for scars, but they're really, really good solutions. So let's start by getting into scars.
1: Hey, Clark, you mentioned the first when you asked me that tricky question of mm-hmm. what kind of scar I had and what type of scars is there? Like wh- what type of scars do we have?
0: There are many different types of scars mm-hmm. and um, I, they, there are six basic types of scars. So let's start with the first that everyone knows about, which is the minimally fine line or scratch scar a scratch scar or a fine line scar is a scar you would get from say uh, from a cat scratch or from a small blade that cuts your finger or a paper cut or something that leaves a small laceration on the skin it bleeds but it heals over and then you don't notice it as much but you can see it other people don't really see it unless they're looking for it but you can see it with darker skinned individuals These scars can become lighter and it may take several years before they turn darker again to the natural color of the person's skin. So these are those normal fine line scratch scars. They typically take about two plus years um, to almost disappear. But those are the basic scars. There's an itchy component to them. You may scratch them. The second type of scar is called a keloid scar. So you may hear of keloid scars from someone having the ears pierced Mm -hmm. and they have a kind of big, thick ball of skin behind the ear. Sometimes you may see the keloid scar with a thyroidectomy, where they had the thyroid surgery done in the front of the neck. Mm -hmm. uh, You can see that scar. Another keloid scar could be a scar from a a breast implant. Um, You don't see them that often in many places, but you do see them in the face. Some individuals with razor blade scarring or any scarring, the skin gets very, very thick. And so if you ever see a scar that's really thick and it's outside of the boundary of the injury, meaning it's growing, it's getting larger and it's getting thicker, those are typically keloid scars. And typically they're formed behind the ears or behind the head sometimes uh, uh, around the chin or in front of the neck and those are the most common places you can find those keloid scars and with those scars the most important thing to remember is that they're often itchy and they're often painful and the individual feels that they have to scratch them a lot I'm not getting to why they may feel a little bit itchy and scratchy the third type of scar is the hypertrophic scar Hypertrophic scars are scars similar to keloids, but um, um, hypertrophic scars are scars that do not extend beyond the boundary of the injury, meaning they kind of stay confined. um, They're raised above the skin so you can feel them with your eyes closed, but they're not large or thick. Sometimes they could be a little itchy. There's usually a skin difference, on the scar from the natural skin hypertrophic scars are similar to keloid scars except that hypertrophic scars are typically within a set boundary and they don't seem to grow too much they do grow they do raise they get hard but they don't grow as thick or as heavy or as dark in some cases as a keloid scar so that was normal fine scars, keloid scars, hypertrophic scars. Now we have pitted or sunken scars. Pitted scars are like acne scars. Meaning someone is poking at their acne, way too aggressive, and it leaves a kind of a hole in the face. So those little tiny holes sort of that sometimes makes the individual look tough or rough, or just the skin is very rough with pits and bumps and so forth these are pitted scars and this is when the injury is deep enough to affect the fat below the skin and so as it heals it heals into a deformation which is a depression behind the skin so pitted scars or sunken scars typically involve the fatty tissue and this is why you commonly see them with acne scars. Acne scars can be very deep. And once the fatty tissue below the dermis or below the skin is involved, it becomes sunken and deeper. Now another scar is contracture scars. Contracture scars are more like scars that you find on someone after a burn. Whether it's a chemical burn or a fire burn. Typically, the skin heals, but it starts to tighten up. Those can be very painful and, again, very itchy. Those contractual scars are the ones that are really difficult to treat. Very difficult to treat. They're very debilitating. Everyone sees them. They're just like a blanket of rippled scar tissue on the surface. And that happens when you remove An excess amount of skin on the top layer for example from a burn and then the last type of scar is a stretch mark stretch marks are scars that occur when the dermis or the skin is stretched beyond its limit and it breaks so it doesn't separate into a laceration but the skin fibers separate so fast that it leaves lines so we see the lines typically On the shoulders, in the front or the back of the shoulders. On the tummy, uh, for women who have gotten pregnant or who have gained weight rapidly. We see them on the thighs or the buttocks. And this happens when the tissue grows fast. What's an example of that happening? Puberty. When some girls get larger in the hip region fast. And the skin is stretched beyond its its capacity. And it becomes uh, a stretch scar. Or it becomes a stretch mark. So let's talk about why scars form. When there's an injury, platelets move into the wound, into the injury wound. And it builds kind of like a callus, like a cement type structure within the wound. Now that cement type structure, cells have to go into that cement type structure that holds it together like a scab. And those cells have to proliferate and become a mesh because the body is trying to recreate skin however the new skin that's formed from a scar is not the same as regular skin and that is why it looks different and it feels different the reason why it might be itchy is because there's a lot of work going on in that region and when there's a lot of work going on in any one particular region there's many different reactions that are happening beneath the surface of the skin so scars is over proliferation or overgrowth of normal collagen tissue and collagen fibers so the fibers grow over and over and abundant so in in reference to the first scar we mentioned, which is a fine line scar the fine line scar the the fibrous tissue that's growing within the scar within the wound itself within the laceration you know the laceration is small and the scars are not really large but it still takes time for those scars to become normal with the rest of the skin the second was the keloid scar and the keloid scars are just overgrowth (laughs) of skin and if you cut them off they kind of grow back if you treat them with cortisone um, they may get a little smaller but then they grow again so many times the different treatments that you can use, there's tranexamic acid that I've used on those scars, I've also burned using high frequency and radio frequency lasers to remove those scars, and thank God I haven't seen them back again. There's also um, some other uh, 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 treatments that you can actually inject products that changes the way... The collagen and the tissue behaves in the scar region. Another thing you can use on scar, on scar revisions or treating scars is Botox, botulinum toxin, disport Botox, Juvé or ZioMin. So botulinum toxin works by stopping the muscular activity around the, s- the laceration or the scar itself, and it kind of calms down some of that itching and that movement by the wound, which stops the scar or can inhibit. The scar from proliferating and growing so botulinum toxin such as botox or Dysport, can be used for many many different reasons but we're finding an influx of studies where botulinum toxin is used on uh, post-surgical approximation which is post-surgical scars
1: wow that's very interesting yeah
0: botox uh, amazing product then the hypertrophic scars what's the treatment for hypertrophic scars really it's going to be the same almost like the kilo scar except that with hypertrophic scars you can really treat it well with microneedling mm-hmm. so between microneedling some cortisone shots diluted cortisone shots not the full strength diluted cortisone shots and tranexamic acid. Tranexamic acid helps. I don't think anyone knows why it helps, but it's one of those products that's been on the market for quite some time. But we're now finding that it kind of works well with scars and hyperpigmentation. So tranexamic acid is a wonderful product for hypertrophic scars. Hypertrophic scars can also um, have different colors as well. And so we want to make sure that we can get the scars as flat as possible. Many times the most common hypertrophic scars I'm coming across is post-surgical breast implant scars. The lollipop scar around the nipple and the line that goes from the nipple to the underbelly of the breast itself. And those can be treated with microneedling, botulinum toxin, or microneedling, acid. Cortisone after skin is too dark, and you're trying to lighten it. You can do f- a hyper diluted cortisone.
1: Yeah, that scar, I would like to have it.
0: M- you would like to have. I would like to have that scar. F- for <laughs> which one? For, for the, the breast
1: augmentation. For <laughs> <laughs> the breast implants.
0: <laughs> you don't get anything for nothing. But so that that's yes, that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the point, right? You cannot
1: have people. everything. But y- I can still treat with the the Botox.
0: Absolutely. Now have to be very careful because you know if it's going to be treated remember it's it's just really still in an experimental phase using botulinum toxin to treat scars but you know the technology is there the mechanism mechanism of action we already know and we know that botulinum toxin will stop some of that fibrous activity from occurring which creates that overgrowth of tissue which creates the hypertrophic scar and Mm -hmm. sometimes the keloid scar
1: have you seen any patient that treated scars for, for breast augmentation?
0: Absolutely, um, absolutely, and we've done uh, quite a few patients with yeah. that scenario. Maybe. Okay. Uh, many patients don't think that something can be done, so they don't do anything about it, un- unless you mention it within the treatment room, and sometimes mm-hmm. they will say, yeah, I have my scars here. They may say it doesn't bother them. However, sometimes they are bothered if the boyfriend, husband, fiance, if the person's significant other feels the scar and kind of doesn't like the scar too much. And so we can flatten the scar. Um, We can't change the color unless you employ something like tattooing. Mm -hmm. Tattooing can give you a nice color, especially around the nipple region. Mm -hmm. The problem with tattooing is that tattoo doesn't tan. So mm-hmm. if you're in the sun, the rest of your skin tans, but that you area doesn't tan. So you see mm-hmm. the difference. Even if the tattoo artist can get a very similar color to your tone, all it takes is for you to be in the sun too mm-hmm. much, or for you, or for you to not be in the sun much, or for you to not be in the sun too much. And between you being in the sun or not being in the sun, your skin color will definitely change. Then there's the pitted or sunken scars. The pitted or sunken scars, typically from you see from acne scarring, um, these are treated well with uh, fillers, and fillers such as uh, biostimulators can help with those. And one of the most common biostimulators that I've seen that treats the scars is something called Bellafil. Belifil is a wonderful product that treat that can treat um, the pitted acne scars, but it comes with a price. Everything comes with a price. So Bellifield can treat the scars, however, if too much is injected or if it's not injected well, then you can have a second problem with nodules and lumps in the particular region. So Bellifield is a wonderful product, however, um, it's uh, practitioner-specific in terms of the results. Then we have the scar contractures or contracting scars. And these are scars that occur after a burn wound and that burn wound may be from a chemical burn or it could be from a fire burn
1: Do you wanna
0: and once the burn is there and once the skin is removed by that chemical reaction th- or that heat from the chemical reaction what happens is the skin have to the dermis have to be replaced by skin grafting um, If skin grafting doesn't occur, you have a natural scarring formation that forms over the area. And those scars contract and become much thicker and tighter, causing a lot of pain and debilitation to the patient. Those scars are really difficult to treat, but I would guess, I would bet anywhere that there is someone using botulinum toxin on those scars to stop them from overreacting. And the last set of scars that we will talk about is the stretch mark scar. Many times patients come and they ask, well, Clark, can they do anything about the stretch marks? Yes and no. You're not going to get what you want, but you're going to get some results, and it doesn't matter what you do, stretch marks are staying for the rest of your life. The skin on a stretch mark is much different than the skin next to it. And that in itself gives it a different color. Because of that, if you tattoo over the stretch mark with a nice design, fine. Y- no one would see it unless maybe there's a glare and you can see the shininess of the difference in the skin texture. However, stretch marks are really there to stay. I think people should embrace the stretch marks as part of, part of their body. No one is perfect like in a magazine or some shows where the models have makeup from head to toe. Makeup is on the arms, makeup is on your legs, their buttocks, their tummies, their backs. You know, many times when we watch shows uh, and we see uh, uh, an actor or actress or a singer and she just looks perfect. Legs, arms, no scars, no marks, everything just looks perfect. This is unrealistic because almost everyone every female almost have some type of stretch mark somewhere if they grew so any female with size or sizable hips sizable tummy sizable thighs many men with sizable shoulders and arms and biceps all have stretch marks stretch marks occur when the skin has to be stretched too quickly over a short period of time so stretch marks should be embraced I mean our bodies the way they are should be embraced Yes, if someone wants to alter something because they don't like it, fine. You know, we have the technology to do many things. But we don't have the technology to make scars or stretch marks the same consistency as the tissue around it. And this is why any treatment geared toward fixing, treating your stretch mark is basically a hoax. It's a scam to take your money. If you have stretch marks, live with your stretch marks or just waste your money and still live with your stretch marks. Those are the two options. So stretch marks, you're not going to do much with the stretch marks. The skin around the stretch mark may look a little better. You may be able to have it looking a little better, but you're not going to get rid of your stretch marks because there's no technology out there that can remove stretch marks as of yet. So let's recap. On the different types of scars and the treatments kind of really fast. This is just kind of the summary. (laughs) I'm boring everyone already. No, you're not. (laughs) Come (laughs) on. So the first is the normal fine line scar and this fine line scar is easily treated with just a band-aid. You don't need anything else. It's a fine scar. It disappears by itself. The skin color will change in a year or two. If you spend any money on this scar, you're really just kind of dumping money in the ocean. You're not really doing a great benefit to remove the scar. So fine line scars are something that comes and goes, and everyone gets them from paper cuts and so forth, or small lacerations and so forth, or small suture wounds that have uh, sutures. Now, the treatment, nothing really. Uh, Key light scars. Keloid scars, these are scars that are definitely, they're a little bigger, they grow, they're robust, they're usually behind the ears or behind the head, in the front of the neck, and these are more treated with uh, products to calm down the amount of activity occurring and to try to stop it from um, proliferating. And these scars are typically injected uh, before they're, they're either cut, or laser I prefer not to have them cut it would only come back again so you can have them laser to some degree but just to laser them they will come back so you need to have a regimen or you need to have a regimen on this scar to make sure it doesn't come back and I can tell you there are many practitioners that feel in removing keloid scars sometimes they're very difficult to treat hypertrophic scars these are similar to keloid scars and these hypertrophic scars are like keloid but they're smaller they design slightly different and again just injectables can work on these scars to flatten the scar like microneedling botulinum toxin um, cortisone uh, diluted cortisone treatments can also help to drop these scars sometimes you can use uh, uh, nitrogen uh, sprays that can freeze the scar. However, these sometimes cause other problems in itself. So I really don't like to use cold therapy on the scars. Number four was the pitted or the sunken scar. These are the acne scars or acne or scars that look like they're punctual wounds within the skin. These can be treated with Um, dermal filler products such as Battlefield, which is a biostimulator, and offer nice results. However, with the pitted scars, you still kind of really need microneedling.
1: Okay, for that scars, this type of scars, is there any any lotion, any cream that we can be using? Because I see in pharmacies, does that really work?
0: No. So, those scars, um, scars are scars are something that's part of the skin. And the solution or cream cannot fix the scar. Now you can add certain products with silicone gels to help stop the scar from growing, you know, and there is a chance that you may help or improve the scar slightly, but nothing other than that. There's so there's silicone tapes and there's silicone gels that can be used to improve some scars before they become worse. But once a scar has set into being a hypertrophic scar or a keloid scar or a fine line scar, there's nothing you're doing with it with a cream. Mm. Sometimes what creams do is they make the skin a little more swollen. And so everything looks better when the skin is slightly swollen, like on the face. Mm. After you have a peel or laser treatment, you know, s- or so skin resurfacing, the skin swells. And um, and it looks great because it looks very smooth.
1: So it's kind of an l- illusion that it looks better and it has improvement when actually it's just a little swollen.
0: Correct. Correct. There, are th- there There's millions and millions of dollars lost on treatments that really don't. That really can't be um, uh, justified. Then number five was scar contractures. These are from burn victims, uh, burn wounds. Very difficult to treat. You know, a compression dressing uh, can help with some of these. Steroids can help. Skin camouflaging with makeup can help. Sometimes even surgery can help. But remember, if you use, if you use surgery to remove a scar, you're leaving another scar because surgery inherently leaves a scar. Even in endoscopic surgeries, where they're using tiny tubes to get into the body, you're still left with small laceration scars. Second pearl that you will have, if you ever have a suture anywhere in your body to close a wound, make sure that suture is taken off in 7 to 10 days. If you don't, then that scar will grow around the suture, creating more scarring around the suture. And then the last is the stretch marks. There's nothing you're going to do about stretch marks. Just these stretch marks. Enjoy your stretch marks. <laughs> if you really <laughs> don't like them, you can put a tattoo on them.
1: A tattoo on them. Yeah. I don't have any problems with my stretch marks. Do you have stretch marks? I do, I do. Uh, since I got my baby Ethan, I have some of my How thighs. How old is Ethan? He's two years, old. two years old. I don't have anything in the belly, but I have in my thighs. Okay. And, and honestly, they don't bother me much. I have a lot, though. It doesn't
0: bother you, or Mm. it didn't bother you, but now it bothers you. Mm.
1: I never had a problem with that. So you don't have an issue with it? No, honestly, no. Because I see where I'm from, Brazil. That's totally normal. Everybody got stretch marks, and it's totally okay. So tell me
0: something. In Brazil, Mm -hmm. you say everyone has stretch marks and so forth. How do they deal with that? are, are Are there treatments marketed to treat stretch marks? Yes.
1: Definitely, there there is a lot of different treatments. Have you s- have you known
0: anyone mm. to have the stretch marks treated, and you don't see any more stretch marks?
1: Yes, no, no, no. I, I don't see no improvement. No improvement. No okay. improvement. Correct. I have few friends. Yes. Correct. And and uh, just reminding that in Brazil everybody has a little more curvature. A little more, yes. Fullness. Yes. More curvy. And yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, that that growth, that's that rapid growth. That's a
0: rapid growth of adipose tissue that we love <laughs> to see so much. <laughs> you know, uh, you get. You you famous know.
1: Brazilians. Mm, yes. Yes. But, but honestly, it doesn't bother much, especially because now we have so many uh, famous uh, women, females talking about it. And, and it became. Uh, it, it, it stopped being a taboo. When they start talking about it and say we also have this, and what you see in the magazines is not what we are for real. And then in Instagram they start posting. Uh, I believe last year was w- there is a hashtag talking about that. There is a a a, a hashtag for stretch marks that was starting by Anita, the uh-huh. singer. Yes, she started Brazilian. with her. Because she posted a picture. She's a singer. Anita. She's a singer, an international singer. Anita was her last Anita. name. Anita. Yeah, Anita. Everybody knows Anita. Anita. Don't you know Anita?
0: No, I don't know. I'm Come gonna search now. Have to why you? Why, why She just came that. up
1: with a song that says "Girl from Rio," English. Ah,
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: she's interesting. she's very a, a very nice girl, and also, she posted a picture in front of the of the pool, and somebody started saying that, "Oh wow, she has." stret marks, and she say yes, I do. And from that moment, she started posting all the time about, it and all her friends were posting as well. And then we see regular people posting using the same hashtags. So everyone starts to say, you know what? We all we all have that. That's normal. Right, so right. why we have to talk about? Why we why why have to be such a big deal when it's not?
0: I I agree.
1: And there's nothing to do about it. It's not a it's not, it's not real big treatment that is scientifically proved effective.
0: All right, I'm looking for Anita here. <laughs> she's a beautiful girl. She's
1: a very nice girl. Done some fillers. Wow. It's funny because when she gives uh, interviews, she yeah. went a talk show, I believe it was Jimmy, and and she did that she is exactly like Frank Stein, because she's like done whom? Frank, Frank Stein, the... Uh, in the f- Adams family. Oh, Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> because she done exactly like every single thing in her face. <laughs> so,
0: guys, if you get a chance, take a look at Larissa de Macedo Machado, uh-huh. known professionally as Anita with two Ts. Brazilian singer, songwriter, actress, dancer, businesswoman, and TV presenter. I've got to check her out. You know, it, you know, Every single year, every single decade, you're going to change. And you're going to like some things one decade. You may like something else another decade. Sometimes you may want more of a curvier butt, curvier hips. Or you may just want stronger shoulders or, you know, better posture. You're always going to change something. And it's okay to go back and forth as long as you're healthy doing Mm -hmm. it. So um, it is remarkable that some people are attuned to their bodies and they understand that if they want to change their body they can if they want to change something in the face they can the only thing i ask is that you do it safely safely don't do something in someone's backyard someone's basement someone's bedroom (laughs) someone's living room you know don't do facial treatments like this you know there's a ton of Mm -hmm. problems that occur and most of the problems that occur you do not know about because The individuals are embarrassed and so they don't tell anyone about mm-hmm. it, so you don't know.
1: You know. Across the board, no, no only face treatments, but any type of treatments don't do in somebody's bathroom.
0: <laughs> That's right. So the culmination of this podcast on scars will let you know that treating scars are possible, but removing scars are impossible. You cannot remove scars you can make them look better you can reduce them you can uh, work on them that they don't look as bad if you think they look so bad and the number one thing to not really spend a lot of money on is makeup to cover up your body's scars or your stretch marks that is it for the show. My name is Carl Clark, Physician Associate. I had the beautiful Giovanna Ferreira with me uh, talking about her Brazilian uh, um, heritage and her performers, Anita. And I will get as much more information on beauty to you and treatments that are necessary for you. That's it for now. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.